0: WLFE TV radio. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to November. Wow, things are just scooting along real quick in the second half of 2021. As always, Thursday nights, brand new content drops. Visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you can pick up live streaming links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Download some past shows in the archive drop-down box. Subscribe to the podcast. Simply just put your email in the little box. We'll send you updates on merch giveaways, promos, anytime we have new shows. And we will give you notification about the live Monday night radio show that I host on thatmetalstation.com. It's a three-hour show. I play metal from the last 50 years, new stuff. I play some interviews from this show. There's a chat room there. You can talk with other bangers around the world. It's pretty cool. Tonight's show, we have a couple interviews. The first one is with Sean Peck of The Three Tremors. Now, if you're not familiar with The Three Tremors, it's Sean Peck of Cage and Death Dealer and like three or four other projects, Tim Ripper Owens of the new KK's Priest outfit and formerly the replacement for Rob Halford in Judas Priest, and Harry Conklin from Jag Panzer, old metal band from the 80s. Well, these guys have just released their second full length album under the name of the band The Three Tremors. New album comes out tomorrow. It's called Guardians of the Void. And actually, last night, November 3rd, they started a U.S. tour. And dates are up at 3tremors.com. They're touring around the country playing music from their first two albums and then music from all the singers' careers. So uh, we're going to talk with Sean in just a minute. The second half of tonight's show, I do an interview with a listener of the show, Charlie Avino. He's an old-time rocker. He happened to go on YouTube and saw the interview clip that I did with Marty Duda, the guy that booked Ozzy Osbourne for that famous after-hours performance in Rochester 40 years ago. Well, Charlie was there that night at the taping as a young 20-something-year-old musician. He saw the clip I did with Marty, really loved it, got in touch with me, so I did an interview with him, and he gives us his uh, account of the night, how he met Ozzy and Sharon and was talking with Tommy Aldridge and Randy Rhodes, and just another view of that night, that historic night right here in Rochester that the whole world has seen many times over on that Aussie After Hours. Let's see. Also, we're inviting people to go to the podchaser.com website. Just go into the search engine box, punch in Metal Mayhem ROC, we'll pop right up, and do us a favor, leave a review, rate the show. That kind of stuff helps with the Google Analytics, and it helps get this show exposed to as many people as we can. Hey, I don't make the rules, I'm just playing by the rules. So if you can... Podchaser.com. So that's tonight's show. As always, thank you for your support. Get over to the website, check out some of this past stuff, and again, help us with the Podchaser review. I'm The Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey, listen
0: up. Now get that popcorn ready and grab a seat. Do it. As The Vernomatic presents this week's feature interview exclusively here on Metal Mayhem ROC.
1: Our guest today, you'll know him from Cage, Death Dealer, in his latest outfit, Three Tremors. Let's welcome back to Metal Mayhem ROC, Metal Visionary, Sean Peck.
2: Man, Metal Visionary. That that has a nice ring to it. I dig that. Thank you.
1: You know, of course, use it any time. Congratulations. Uh, Tomorrow, the new Three Tremors release drops. Guardians of the Void. It's the second full length. Tell us a little bit about the project.
2: Well, first of all, I just went on to themetalstation.com. That's cool. I just logged that in in my favorite, so I'm going to check that out. That looks really cool. The album drops, I don't know if we're live or whatever, but um, the album drops uh, November 5th, actually. But we have a we have a single out already. The pre-orders are at the3tremors.com. They're going like crazy. The The response has been uh, fantastic. Um, we have, you know, we're, we're, we kind of run our own label with this and the other stuff that I put out and then some friends bands called steel cartel You can go to steelcartel.com and, uh, YouTube, uh, slash steel cartel. And we're well known for, um, for having, uh, incredible pre-order packages. We've got socks. We got three tremors, socks. We got all kinds of stuff. So, um, the reaction has been fantastic, man. We only put out one song and we've got a couple other, uh, videos coming out before the tour hits. So, um, looking forward to people, you know, actually hearing the record. The album is never going to hit Spotify. You will never be able to hear this album for free. Like every other record in the world. um, We released three songs, you know, three videos. That gives you enough idea whether you're going to want to, you know, buy the record or not. But, you know, CD sales are up. Vinyl sales are up. CD players and record players' sales are up. And, you know, luckily in the heavy metal genre, people like to – have the physical product and, you know, our physical product is second to none. It is incredible looking. The artwork is insane. 16 panel booklets with all original art on every single page. The vinyls are, you know, incredible. So even if you're not buying one of our crazy bundle packages and you're just picking up the CD on Amazon, you know, it's worth the 15 bucks to support the band. Um, I'm taking a stand against Spotify and all these streaming platforms like Friday rolls around and every single album in the world is just free for everybody to consume. And, you know, we, we like it that our fans and and metalheads value um, the music, you know, the music has value and, and we get supported greatly by the people that that dig it. And, um, you know, more people need to take a stand like this, you know, it's not, you work, we work super hard and spend lots of money on promotion and advertising and artwork and, and recording and just to have the album out for free right when it comes out, it makes zero sense to me. We used to be in a music economy where there was no free music and, you know, you could record a tape and trade tapes maybe, but, um, now, um, we're, we just don't, you know, I've toured the Spotify, uh, headquarters we got a private tour back in the day with, with that dealer and it's disgusting man they're just no one there does a damn thing they're all sitting at their <laughs> computers doing nothing They have a huge multi-million dollar gaming center where they' where their employees can you know play video games if they're too stressed they've got this kitchen where it's like everything is free. You can just eat and drink to your heart's content. And I was there with Ross, the boss, and he was just fuming that he was going to pop a vein how sick to his stomach he was. And, um, yeah, and you know, a lot, and a lot of people are giving us props for having this stand.
1: Last time you were on the show it was about a year ago when the uh, Conquered Lands was released, and you mentioned in that interview that, There was a side thought of maybe starting a heavy metal, quote, Spotify, something where it would just be metal bands and it would be a little better compensation for the bands. Is that something you followed up on or was it just a. No, I mean,
2: I'm too much of a small fry to make anything like that happen. I don't think it's real. I mean, after talking to people in the industry, it's not possible because of all the. Contracts mm-hmm. that are already in existence, but you know, if all the big metal labels got together and made their own thing, I mean, that would be that would be a a great way to go. But it's never going to happen. It's just a it's a sh- another Sean Peck pipe dream. Well,
1: well, it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <it did. laughs> Let's talk about the Guardians of the Void. Quick question: Was this a planned post-death dealer release? The first one was 2019. The first three tremors. How did this one come about?
2: Well, we always, you know, knew we were going to make a new record. Um, <clears throat> it's it was going to come out in twenty twenty two, but because we got this this window of opportunity to do a, a U.S. tour, we put it out earlier. You know, the K.K.'s Priest thing uh, gave us an opportunity to a, a little window to to make some shows happen in North America, so we jumped on it, pushed up the release. Um, and there's always going to be another record for sure. You know, and then because of the KK's Priest thing, you know, our, our drummer from Cage and the Three Tremors is also in KK's Priest with Ripper. Mm-hmm. So performing is really the number one payoff. That's for for a musician. That is the, you know, that is the the big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That's the funnest part. Second funnest part is, you know, talking to people like you about it that are really interested in it. So I, I want to give you, you know, props and thanks for all the hard work that you do and the passion project that you got with your show and everything. And then, you know, creating the songs and and seeing other people enjoy what you created. I always say, like, you know, artists, they paint a painting, it sits in a gallery, some people stare at it and they go, that's amazing. But music, you know, with social media, you get people hitting you up and commenting. I mean, you get a lot of reaction from music, which is really gratifying to the person creating the the song, you know, you get people saying this fucking thing kicks ass, or you get um, reviews that you know say that it's good or what they like or didn't like about it, and it's um, it's very gratifying from an artist standpoint because there's not a lot of art genres where you get that kind of feedback, so it's it's kind of a cool thing.
1: Uh, yeah, let's uh round out the r- roster. Uh, Tim Ripper Owens from Judas Priest, KK's Priest, and a whole list of others, and uh, Harry Conklin, better known as the Tyrant. Harry goes old school, I remember back in the 80s with that Jag Panzer stuff, I was digging that back in 81, 82. Underground legends, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the tour starts 11 uh, 3 in Connecticut, and you're talking about you know, creating your creative person. Well, unfortunately, the last year or two, you haven't been able to get out there and play. So how does it feel to actually book a tour and do you have the confidence? Well, we only got like 15, 20 dates on this leg, but do you feel confident that these are going to happen?
2: Yeah, we, you know... I see all these tours canceling. They've got a giant, you know, network of crew and we're, we're lean and mean, man. So like if one of the guys in the band gets, you know, the sniffles, the shows going on, um, we don't have crew guys. If they get sick, it's going to fall apart and have some domino effect. I mean, you know, some of the guys in the band have had COVID already. We've been, we think we all had COVID back in December, 2019 before it was cool coming off we were all sick as hell lost our taste so we were probably you know patient zero back then and you know we've been vaccinated and so we're we're feeling pretty confident I've been out at you know I just was at Ripper and I just went to the Charger game with 70,000 Browns and Chargers fans no masks you know uh, elbow to elbow so we're feeling pretty confident that we're going to, you know, get through these shows and the reaction has been great, man. Some of them are selling out and, you know, people are hitting me up every day that they're coming. And because Judas priest isn't on the road anymore, this is kind of really the only thing in this, you know, zone that, um, like this on the road right now so i think people are excited about it.
1: Yeah, we have a Rochester date on the 12th and then the Buffalo the 13th so you're spending a weekend in uh, western New York looking forward to these shows.
2: Bill's Mafia, i can't wait to uh, i can't wait to get out there, you know, play some new venues and the show is insane, man. Anybody who's into metal listening out there, you've never seen anything like this. It's like an insane heavy metal speed metal band with three singers that are, you know, kind of second to none. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that, not that, I mean Harry and Ripper are, you know, unmatched. I'm I'm just okay. But uh it's, you know, with the three of us up there at the same time with the the way the band is and everything, it's super powerful and when we did that first Europe tour there would always be some guy would come up to me after the show like may I speak with you for a second like some heavy German accent I have seen over 1,000 shows and this was one of the greatest shows I have ever seen and and so we were getting that like all the time from these hardcore metal people so it's really encouraging and like you got to come in and check it out live.
1: Are you guys taking solos? Are you playing stuff from your back catalog? Is it just the three tremor releases? What's the set list?
2: last time we did, you know, a song from each of our catalog and we did some covers, but this is going to be, you know, seven songs off the first record, seven songs off the second record and maybe one or two covers. So it's going to be definitely three tremor centric, but, um, you know, a lot of those song bone breakers, you know, we're doing really good. That's a single that we got out so far. We'll have another single out by the time the tour starts crucifier, which is another really good one. And, um, people love those, you know, the first album. So, uh, we decided to pull back from the heavy cover thing and we're only going to do, like I said, one or two in there and go really tremor centric. And I think people are going to love it.
1: Now going back to the, the first one, you did that, you had offered that studio session, the solo. Do you have any uh, plans to do that for this release? well we keep
2: getting asked about it. i mean we have them and they're amazing it's just a matter of you know dave Garcia the guitar player and engineer who did this the album sounds killer man the the production on this album is like he 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 hit a home run on this thing the drums sound like a helicopter flying over your over your house it's insane um it's you know he's got a mix and master 36 songs yeah. so it's a lot of, So he's not too excited about tackling that. So let's, we'll give him a little break for a while. Uh, Well, he's got to finish this new cage record. And maybe I can hit him up to do that towards the end of next year. But right now he's telling me to go jump in a lake. If I said, Hey dude, we got to mix those 36.
1: Yeah. I didn't exactly set that up correctly for the people listening on the last release. The first one, the band did something unique where the
2: solo version, the solo yeah. where
1: each singer did the entire album, uh, the whole lineup uh, alone. So you had three versions, actually, probably f- four versions, the studio with all of them doing it, and then each singer did the entire album just them singing. So that's, I guess, uh, yeah, that would be a problem for the mixer. He has to, you know, re- remix all that in.
2: But yeah, you know, people loved it though, and, and there, there's some incredible solo versions. I mean, they they re- we really should get them out there because they're just some amazing versions of the song. So um, yeah, maybe one day, but it, it's not it's not imminently in the plans.
1: We're talking with Sean Peck, the Hell Destroyer, one of three guys from the Three Tremors, along with Tim Rip Owens and Harry the Tyrant Conklin. New album drops tomorrow. On Steel Cartel records, what, what's what's the cap on these rooms you're doing? Is it a uh, five hundred to fifteen hundred? A variety? No, no, these
2: are smaller. You know, two hundred to, to four hundred, um, seater. So we're still we're still growing the band, but it's been growing. Like I said, the pre orders are are bigger than the last release. The ticket sales are much better than the last tour. So. Um, and, uh, you know, it just keeps – it's a slow build, but it's fun that way. You know, we – we, um, we. In, I enjoy – I enjoy rooms like that. I enjoy a packed small room with 100 people in it. It's – you know, the enthusiasm is just fantastic. My, my top 10 most memorable shows, like, you know, I wouldn't even put Vakin in the top 20 as far as how I enjoyed my, myself and the crowd reaction, so – just because you're, you know, musicians out there, everyone wants to play the big festivals, but they're they're not always that um, gratifying as, you know, a nice packed mid-sized room to me anyways.
1: Yeah, and as a fan, I'm not going to any of these big festivals because when you see the bands, yeah, you got 20 bands, but you know the sets they're playing. There is no room for, no wiggle room in it. So I'm getting excited about going like to this. The night, be- yeah, it's going to be good. The night before, uh, Black Label Society's in town, up at the Armory. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it's a you know, it's an 800 seat place. It's a little bigger, but the intimacy is there. So, stuff we're looking for. Forward- I was, I
2: was Zach Wilde's guitar tech for like 10 shows. I don't even know how to turn an amp on. It was, uh, that was quite a, uh, that was quite adventure when we did the metal all when Death Dealer opened for the metal all-stars. Stu and I were, were Zach's techs for like the, the, uh, the, the 10 shows. <laughs> it was wild. We got, we became really, you know, good, good buddies with Zach and told some funny stories. Yeah,
1: Zach's a good guy. I met him once. He was yeah. like, cool. Met him up cool. at the uh, house of guitars. I'm sure that, sh- that show will contain a 20 minute guitar solo that he just loves to do. Yeah. Let's see. A couple of questions in a uh, steel cartel. Now, when I'm involved with the radio station and looking at new music and doing research, you know, I work with all the publicists and the record companies. You know, st- I'm getting bombarded with stuff daily. And mm. there's just so much out there. There's so many avenues to discover new music and can anyone get on a label and has it lost its luster throughout the years?
2: I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you want to put an album out, you know, basically, you know, people that are in young new bands, they want to um, be on a label and they think that's going to get them, you know, shows and the labels want, you know, Bands that are willing to sleep in the van and just play three hundred dates a year and just really grind it. Um, That's why you know when we put out the Death Dealer thing, like these labels, like this album is great, but you're a bunch of old dudes and you're not gonna you're not gonna go out and um, you know do the freaking dirty work, sleep on the floor, and you know all that stuff. So um, and you know obviously the revenue from the music business is not what it is because the, the physical units don't sell anything like they used to. So, you know, if you could, if you have taken a chance on a new band is, you know, it's like, you, it seems like you're going to lose money no matter what. So I don't, you know, that's why on my label, I do my stuff and then my friends bands. Uh, but, you know, as far I, you know, other bands are hitting me up all the time, like, Hey man, you know, we're looking for a label. And I'm like, Sounds killer, but I'm not, you know, I'm not excited about losing fifteen thousand dollars on your band. Um, so I don't know how these labels are doing it, man. They might, I they think they're just doing the ball, vol- you know, the volume of, of the streaming, and uh, they. I, I've talked to a few of the smaller labels and how they their licensing deals to these bands, and you know, there's not a lot of them are getting any significant money up front, but that's it's not as catastrophic as it was before because you know it doesn't take $25,000 to make a record anymore you know well
1: that's that's where i was going with this question it's just there's overabundance of just music and, and you know it's it's not like the olden days where you have a you hear a demo and it sounds like some dude recording it on his boom box in the basement now these are broadcast quality recordings. They're all digital, but there's just yeah. there's just so much out there that after a while I'm just listening. Sean, I'm telling you, like you know, I'll sit down an hour, couple hours on the weekend and just go through this and nothing just grabs you. It's just it wasn't until Jarvis Letherby I uh had a chance to talk with him in the spring when the new Sirith Ungle came out and we got on I mean we were on the phone for like two hours I I you know he's a great dude I I
2: miss talking to him I need to call him we used to talk all the
1: time he's telling me about the whole traditional wave of British heavy metal movement and he was turning me on to these bands and that's where I'm finding a lot of the stuff that is well my personal preference you know the enforcers and the night demons and a lot of those I can't do the uh cookie monster bands uh I, right. I tried and so it's a nice nice little pocket you know bands like like the outfits you do that that that's great stuff the, the, the musicians kill it the vocals are there you know you could go there and it's like almost old school so you know
2: well, you know what album I really liked um last year was the James Durbin record he put out yeah
1: I I got into that that was good stuff and and then now we
2: got KK's Priest. I mean, that's just a solid heavy metal record. So, um you'll find little hidden gems, man, but I'm like you. I'm I'm looking for a song that I hear it and I want to play it like, you know, 10 times in a row. Like that's I'm looking for those those magic moments and um sometimes it's hard to find. Like there's a lot of bands with a lot of talent. Every the guitar shreds, singer's great, but you know you just where is that the song that just like kicks your ass yeah. that's what I'm looking for
1: and, You you know, know. then you're going old school you like to get into a band and then go see them live and grow with the band and yeah. that's why I'm excited about uh, like your tour and just some of these other ones it's I think we're all just hungry well the three
2: tremors you know the three tremors is a band it's not a project we've done like I think yeah. 70 shows together we're going to throw another 20 on here So, you know, we, we wanted, we put that out like right, right away. Like before the record was out, we were touring in Europe. So we're like, this isn't, you know, a frontiers records,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, all-star project. It's never, you know, you can cycle, you can, you can emotionally and monetarily invest in this band and you can put that patch on your jacket and you can wear that patch jacket (laughs) to the show. Cause we're coming to see you and, you know, and it's a, it's a cool thing. It's, it's different, you know, it's got three singers. It doesn't have one singer and really great song. So
1: is the, uh, uh, is the cage guys, uh, touring? Is it the touring band?
2: Yeah, it's the, we just, and we just did some two, um, ripper solo shows out here with cage as the band, which was pretty cool. I, I went up and sang a couple tracks with them, but it was ripper solo shows. So we're uh, we're a big heavy metal street gang, man. Not only are we, you know, in the band together, but we're all, you know, friends. We talk on the phone like I'll call Ripper and we won't even talk about music, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So, it's um I'm in it for the fun of it and and the enjoyment, you know. So, I want to be with people that I enjoy being around and like we the seven of us really bonded. It's like I mean, we have a blast on the road. Like, performing's fun, but all the other shit—even when shit goes haywire—you know, it's fun. Like, we've had the the vans break down. I we we broke down a hundred miles outside of Pittsburgh, and there's literally like Amish wagons going back and forth. And, like, there's no Uber, there's no taxi, there's nothing out here. And we're standing at a gas station. I literally flagged down cars and co- and convinced some people to drive us a hundred miles into Pittsburgh so we can make the show happen. So there's been like, you know, and that, and that kind of stuff's fun. And we've, um, we're, uh, the camaraderie makes it really enjoyable and, and make, and people can feel that on stage during, during the songs, it's like street lethal, deadly heavy metal but in between the songs it's literally like a stand-up comedy show between me and ripper and and harry man we're just making jokes (laughs) like the whole time so it's fun man
1: uh quick roll call what's going on with uh death dealer death dealer death Dealer's got
2: a new ep coming out december 5th we we're about to start in the press mode of that the ep is killer like four insane songs Vinyls, the, the whole usual incredible package of stuff. Um, I, it's called Fuel Injected Suicide Machine, and it's a, a Mad Max vibe kind of thing. Then the There's a Death Dealer, the fourth Death Dealer album is completely finished. That'll come out next year, and there's even a fifth album that's pretty much finished for Death Dealer. So if Death Dealer is far as the eye can see, um, Cage, we have twenty songs at least. That album is called Dungeon Crawler, and it has a really insane, unique, physical product component to it that I can't reveal yet, but um, it is super, super cool. Uh, That'll come out next year, probably June-ish. And then um, I've done a bunch of guest stuff that's coming out, and uh, we also have – I have a – something else that's really huge in the works because I didn't have enough bands. Also the warrior thing, you know, we did a show with warrior. That was great. So I think we're going to do some live warrior shows out here on the West coast, maybe. And maybe, maybe we'll record some songs. I don't know. It's I have a good time with those guys. Uh, and then I have another, you know, thing coming out. That'll be huge news. It's, that's kind of related, you know, back to the dinner Sherman stuff that I was doing. Oh, love
1: that. love that all
2: kinds of metal coming
1: you got it together Sean it's uh well like I said the metal visionary (laughs) I love it Um, so yeah so come check us out on thatmetalstation.com we have jocks from around the world it's 24 hours of metal
2: I got got it up right now man this looks cool yeah
1: it is cool Uh, you know we all do it, labor of love but you know we take it seriously and it's cool because you know you get people in this chat room they're all over the place you know, you got guys talking to each other. One's in Philly, one's in Cincy, one guy's in the Bronx, and the metal community is where it's at, and, you know, we love the old stuff, but my job here is to bring in the new stuff as well, so.
2: Cool, man. Well, you do you do a great
1: job, and thanks for having me. Congratulations. Uh, tomorrow, the new Three Tremors release drops, Guardians of the Void. It's the second full-length. Go to Steel Cartel
2: com or the3tremors.com and definitely check out the YouTube page. If you like blistering heavy metal and funny, funny jokes, uh, youtube.com slash steel cartel uh, and um, pick it up on Amazon or wherever you got to get it. Support the physical product. Support the physical product. This will not be on Spotify, just to repeat. And it was a great time, man. Always great to talk to you.
1: All right, I'll see you uh, on the 13th when you're
2: up
0: here in Rochester. All right, buddy. Talk to you later.
1: All right, take care. Attention
0: metalheads, we all want to return to concert venue soon. Introducing Metal Mayhem ROC Metal Forever Freedom X Sanitizer. This sanitizer product is water and foam based, manufactured with proprietary HYIQ solution. That's right, no alcohol, but more effective. Manufactured following FDA sanitizer monograph guidelines. It applies smooth, without irritating the skin. Safe for all ages. Keep your friends and family safe with Metal Mayhem ROC's own sanitizer. Visit Metal Mayhem. MetalMayhemROC.com or MetalForever.com to order your bottles now. Use promo code METAL at the FreedomX checkout store for a show discount. Now, now back to Metal
1: Mayhem ROC. So tonight I have a very special interview. I have a VIP listener. His name's Charlie Avino, and he went on YouTube, and on his own he watched the interview that I did with Marty Duda. It was celebrating the Ozzy Osborne After Hour appearance back at wuhf in rochester new york in 1981 charlie commented on it and he mentioned that he was in the audience that night he was a young musician uh, fresh out of college working in the rochester area so i got in touch with him and i have him on here tonight to tell his story
3: let's do it hey charlie what's up buddy oh man feeling good um great uh, great evening here it's nice and cool Heatwave is over. What do you guys want to know about that show? I was there.
1: You were there. Well, let's get right to it. Spill the beans. Uh, give us this. Paint the picture, Charlie. What Here you if- go.
3: M- Marty Duda um, was the the president, if you want to call him that, of out-of-print records. We all thought that was kind of fun. Gives my lead guitar player a call, Eric, that says, hey, you guys want to go see Ozzy? And I'm thinking, yeah, they're in town. I yeah, sure, let's all go. He goes, no. They're making a video down on East Ave at the, at the studio, at the soundstage. And I'm like, count me in. We drive down there. We walk right in. There's no VIP, no nonsense. We just walk, take the elevator right up. I think it's about the third floor. We walk in, and there's Ozzy, um, Randy Rhodes, uh, Tommy Aldridge, Rudy Sarzo. They're, they're just standing around in their um, rock and roll outfits, You know, their they're, they're stage gear. The marshals are stacked, the huge drum sets over in the corner. And I, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. And, and that's, that's the setup. And I literally, I don't think there was any more than 30 people. Marty said 30. I remember 20. But, you know, who, we're, we're dibbling here.
1: Oh yeah, it's forty years ago. You know the the story changes. So yeah. the, so the band's there, and were you a Sabbath fan? You knew who Ozzy was,
3: absolutely. Oh, are you? Can I had seen them in Madison Square Garden as a younger teenager, and you know, everyone knew the story of Ozzy. You know his troubles, yeah, uh, losing, uh, you know his his job there with with Sabbath. But we were well aware that he, he was on the comeback trail, and here's a chance to see you know someone you absolutely admired. Um, as a young teenager, I think I'm like 20 something at that point. Yeah. I'm 22. And I'm like, I get to see Ozzy up close. It, I, I was out of my mind. So
1: um, tell us about the gig. Um, the gig. They, they played four or five songs. You yep. know,
3: keep going. Yeah. They, they played four songs. They didn't each twice. That's how I sat there and learned. I was in a really hard working band at the time and I watched them do their work. And that's what I, I took away the most. Was how professional they were. They had to do each song twice so they could get different camera angles. So that meant they had to play almost exactly the same way twice, which it's tough. If you play in bands, it doesn't always go that well. And that's what they did. And, and what really, what really stands out, and then everyone knows it if you've seen the video. Randy Rhodes is on fire, and we we knew about him from Quiet Riot. But you know, when you see someone that close, we were literally four. Away, anyone could have reached out and touched anyone on that stage except maybe uh, you know Tommy Aldridge back there on drums. The Marshalls were stacked, and Randy Rhodes was on fire. And the guy is so shy. They 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 end the um, they'd end a song, then he'd look down at his feet a little bit and twiddle with his guitar, right. And then in between each song, they would take a break. And I I remember this clearly. Sharon was there. They they weren't married yet. And Ozzy and Sharon are sipping tea. Now, they were coffee cups, but, you know, could have been anything in there. But it certainly didn't seem like uh, it was alcohol or anything crazy. And no one, everyone else was just hanging out drinking uh, soft drinks. And, And that's what really got, I got to see professionals act professional. It was time to do their job. You know, they would just walk around, be quiet. Tommy Aldridge could not have been nicer. Took me back by his drum set. We taught drums. I'm a drummer. He showed me how he cleaned his uh, cymbal so beautifully. It was just, it was, it was a, a lifetime, you know, a dream, a, a dream thing that happened to you.
1: Any autographs? Any pictures? Any no. memorabilia? Well, you know,
3: I, I didn't think of it, and I didn't think it would be appropriate because we were invited, a special guest, and you know, you didn't want to act like the, the fan. The, those guys literally treated us like fellow musicians. I, you know, Rose is painfully shy, but I know my guitar player. Had a few words with them, Just very few. They talked about, you know, it was Les Paul or something. My buddy had a Les Paul. Just just real musician small talk. And that's what I have taken away all the time. Because I was able to be backstage for a bunch of shows throughout my career. How professional almost all bands are. And I've seen a few bands be completely unprofessional. Especially near the end of a show. Maybe they're doing too many shots or something. And you go, oh, I don't want to be like that. But those guys were professional, that's what I took away from it. Did you uh, speak with Ozzie? Um, no. I thought Ozzie had that a tiny entourage around him. I'm pretty sure Marty talked with you, know, Marty Duda. But I, I gave uh, Sharon was dominating him at that point. You could tell. You know, we really didn't know who she was at the time. And then, you know, then they became famous again. Oh, that was the woman. She was literally guarding the guy. He, she was never more than a step or two away from him, except when he sang. So no one really got to talk with Ozzy. So you knew Marty from college.
1: Give yeah. a br- brief history. Uh, uh,
3: they, we met my freshman year. He was running the uh, the radio station where I had a lot to do with it. And he got me to play drums for charity for 24 hours at a time in the student uh, union. And I did it. They, they gave me like a, a five-minute break, you know, every hour. And I played drums for 24 hours to raise money. And my roommate was the uh, heavy freshman heavyweight wrestler. You know, uh, Brockport's very famous for wrestling. He stood on his head for 24 hours. The guy was, a, you know, incredible, uh, uh, you know, crazy man uh, athlete. So – We we had so much fun. And I remember just sleeping for like a day afterwards. But so Marty and I go way back. We traded, I needed a a Good Rats album. He had it, the first one Tasty. So I traded a a Crack the Sky album I had. He took it right out of the radio station. You know, I don't care about it anymore. I, I had like one of the few copies of that first Good Rats album. So Marty and I just went back. We ran in the same circles. That's all.
1: That's great. That was the 70s. That's
3: what it was all about. Lucky. Oh, you. man. The albums. I, was, I went into that that studio and I said, hey, you guys got Tasty by the Good Rats. And Marty goes, yeah, because what do you got? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, what do you want? And I had to go buy that record. I was able to find it at the, at the Record Grove or whatever it was called in Brockport. And we slopped. So, you know, I blew all my friends away down in Rockland County. I, I had a, an actual album of a. Uh, you know, because uh, Warner Brothers dropped them. You know, that's the way it worked back then, but still owned the rights. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Charlie
1: Avino, thanks for uh, taking a walk down heavy metal memory lane. We appreciate the input.
3: It, it was it just a great time. And I just wanted to say one last thing here. You guys would not believe the volume in that small soundstage. Those marshals were on. They were double stacked. And your hair went back on, on the back of your neck. Your Your, your hair stood. It stood. And it was just absolute experience of a lifetime. Randy Rhodes is the master. And I, I hate to tell you guys this, but I got to see him four feet away.
1: <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's impressive, but that's funny. That's ironic that you mentioned that, that it was so loud because in some of these comments and listeners, you could, if you haven't yet go to YouTube and look under the metal mayhem ROC channel, and you'll see the interview, but some listeners have commented that were there That mm-hmm. um, what, what is it? The,
3: the... Oh, the cameras. Yes. The, 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 the tubes in the camera wobble <laughs> <laughs> That's loud. <laughs> it was, but you know, if you play in rock bands back in the seventies, the eighties, you, you ate it up. We used to have an expression. If it's too loud, you're too old. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. So, all right, Charlie, well, uh, we'll let you get yeah. back to your Saturday night. All right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, buddy.
3: Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. See you later. Bye. Bye.
1: That's Charlie Avino, big time listener, sharing his Randy Rhodes experience. So uh, that's tonight's show. Remember the three tremors. They're playing Rochester, the montage on the weekend of the 14th and 15th are in Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo spending the weekend in Western New York. The new album comes uh, out again tomorrow. Just to remind you to go to podchaser.com. Please do us a favor, review, rate the show. That kind of stuff helps. Monday nights, the Metal Mayhem ROC live radio show. We appreciate the continued support. I'm the Vernomatic Metal Mayhem ROC. We'll see you next week.
0: Metal for life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-TV Radio.